can be sold and bought. Yeah, love already can. Um, and I, I just, it's, it's just, I just, I, I just see this huge, I really am just going to kind of ramble a bit, but hear my heart, because this is just coming out of my heart. Um, I, ju- I just find the world, is, the world goes, grows colder and the world grows crueler. Yeah? I am a truck driver, a uh, full-time truck driver, and when about a couple of... I made a choice. I'd been for years in the very polite profession of graphic design and uni lecture, etc., and I wanted to go truck driving. God called me out to a place to be just him and me. But a few months into that, I realised how brutal that industry was and my heart sank. I really thought I've made a massively wrong turn. And quite a few words beginning with F um, floated out of my frustration. Um, And I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten into? Um, And I encounter it all the time. Um, Just the simple fact that I'm in a truck means I am an enemy. I am a bad man, I am a bad guy on the road to the vast majority of motorists. And yet inside every single truck is a man, a human, a father, a brother, a son, capable of great grief, great joy, just like the rest of us. Yeah, They're just tied to that wheel lot and my harness to it. We endure the stupidity of people driving in cars to monumental levels. Um, So our fatigue in terms of handling traffic around us is often this far away from breaking point. And when somebody is then cruel or flips you the birdie or whatever or just tries to break check you or not give you the room to keep everything safe, you are this far from boiling over. It is my constant challenge to remain kind in my cab. And some days that, that reaches a a screaming pitch um, of self-control for me to do that. Um, This week, we buried our boss. Um, Doesn't run it anymore, but his name is on all of our trucks. Um, He's the man who started it, started the company that I work for. And this week, we buried him. This week, he died um, at the end of a longish battle with cancer and then pneumonia finally took him um and his son who watched who now runs the company i watched that son's heart break and collapse and then stand again through the kindness that flooded in you know just flooded in and i was so proud of us as humans. I love these times. I was reflecting with some other drivers. I love going to funerals and like, are you mad? Why would you love that? And I'm like, because that is when people are often at their best. We are kind to each other. And the things that were said, the things that were exchanged between us as drivers and boss were precious. They're life-giving. You know, they're setting us up for a whole new stage. Things finally said, every one of them kind, every one of them beautiful, every one of them life-giving, every one of them encouraging. Ever since we were young, this is the truth of our story. 
It's the truth of the world story. Ever since all of us were young, evil has opposed us. Ever since we were young. For some of us, before we were even born, evil has opposed us. This is, this, is, this is the world we're born in. This is the planet we're born in. We cannot change this. You know, Satan and his followers were hurled to the earth. They're here with us. Mm-hmm. This is part of the fallen planet. So they come against us lest any of us should find our true selves. If you want to understand that in real deep, real depth, watch the movie Bugs Life. That is the best the best. That's what's going on. A few lording it over thousands who dare not stand up. That's, that's exactly what's happening here on this planet. The best. You want to understand spiritual warfare? There it is. Bugs life. Um, the truth is that they, they are cruel. Um, powers of darkness are cruel. That is the way they operate. And at every single hard or difficult juncture of our lives, they are waiting there to fill us with arrows. And I'm not talking piddly little sticky arrows like we played with when we were kids. I'm talking an inch thick to thud into your being and to stay there. You know that, that, that scene in Lord of the Rings where Boromir is killed by the Arakai? That's it. That perfectly visualizes what they're trying to do okay it is a long slow death and that's what they're after okay that's the cruelty that surrounds us the arrows come towards us Uh, and i just find in my own story because i've had some i've had some times where i have just felt like a porcupine in terms of the arrows that have thudded into my being. Uh, I couldn't go on. And, and I ran. I ran away. Um, but what has happened? What has happened? And I found myself... a few. I found it, it was one night when I picked up a hitchhiker. She was a Persian girl. And she talked and talked and talked and talked. She, we had a 200-kilometre long sentence. To, remember me sharing that? She talked for 200 kilometres without a comma. Um, and without any pause, I didn't see a full stop until we got to around Ararat. Um, and then it was my turn to speak. And, uh, and I, I, it came out quite quickly, my faith, and she was incredibly curious about my faith. And the sentence I found, I saw the sentence falling out of my mouth when she said, how do you know there is a God? I said, because I have known a million kindnesses. This is my testimony, probably the heart of my song, my song these days, is I have, I have been rescued by a million kindnesses. Those arrows have been, are taken out. They are taken out and I heal. Still bear the scars of them. Jesus still had the scars of the nails in his resurrected body. They're our trophies. They're part of our beauty. Can't can't change them but the arrow resides there no longer just like the nail resides there no longer yeah but it's been through the kindness the kindness of god and the kindness of others that i have healed and it seems so incredibly simple 
And every time I went for prayer ministry or for deep counseling sessions, God completely thwarted that every time. And in that, this particular season, he said to me, I'm going to do this. I am going to do this. You are going to watch me do all of it. And it took a while to get with that, but I did. I went with that. And he did 98% of it, I reckon. A couple of key individuals and a whole bunch of other little things. It was via people often, but you could see him bringing it in at the perfect time. Out it comes. Out it comes and you heal. He gentled me. My wife loves... If we get an animal, it has to be a rescued animal. And how do we heal them? It's just the same with people. We gentle them, we are kind to them, and we establish a safe place for them. And we watch them change in front of our eyes. And we, 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 have, this, we have this beautiful commodity. We could almost market it as a church. And I'm not talking about being nice. Nice is something else quite different. Nice is just steering around a fence. Kindness. I know nice people who are actually quite cruel when it comes down to it. And I know tricky, prickly. You might even call them unkind people who are capable of phenomenal kindness. Staggering kindness out of them. So I'm not talking about just being nice to people. Eh? I'm talking about kind kindness an act of kindness, for me, this is just for me, has come, there's always for me an act of risk. There's an element of risk in it. It's almost like if it can't be rejected, it's probably not true kindness. You're going out on a limb towards somebody or towards a group of people. This is, this is, this is the nature of God's kindness to it. It's quite risky. We can always go, no, and, and we miss and we keep going and then he keeps trying to offer it, keeps trying to offer it. Which brings me kind of to the to next bit. Hillary, can you pop up the next one? The, um, the goodness, the goodness of God. Um, I, I, just, I just feel that this is something we really, really have to believe. There are a whole lot of things that we don't disagree with as Christians, but that doesn't mean we... Believe them. Like, I, I don't disagree that you can raise people from the dead, but I've never seen anyone raised from the dead, and I have never seen that happen at my hand or the Holy Spirit through me. Right? So I don't disagree that it can happen, but I don't fully believe it. I don't. I just don't. It was there in that I believe, but help my unbelief little bit of scripture. I don't even know who it was that said that. Anyone remember who that was? Who? Yeah, was it Thomas? Might have been Thomas. But somebody said, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's a whole lot of areas in my life that I have not disagreed to. I've gone, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I ascribe to that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to oppose that, but I, I do not fully believe that. You know, I have not seen a massively miraculous healing at my hand. I've seen others healed, you know, and I believe, <laughs> believe, I don't fully believe. There's, there's much, much more before I am completely convinced of, 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 of many things in my life that I'm not fully convinced of, that I'm not fully believing. There's plenty of areas where I can go, I believe, 
but please help my unbelief. Yeah? Um, one, of, one of the areas that I really do believe, because God has constructed it, because God has pressed it in, and this is, one of the, this, this is the gold that comes out of these really Torah deep, 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 dark times. God is always out to establish what we've always longed for in us. Built in. Built in cupboards. Barry knows all about them. Built in cupboards as opposed to something just floating in the middle of the kitchen, wheel out of the way, you go around a corner, it all slides across the room. Built in to us. This is what he's always trying to do. And all these prayers we pray in just general times of, Father, I just want to love you more, or Father, I just want to see like you do. There's, there's a million different shapes that our heart has cried out for something. In these hard times, that's when God's answering it. That's what's going on. There's no other way to put it in there than to go through here. There just isn't any other way. You can't do it swanning about on a beach. You can't do it just in a life of leisure, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, The goodness of God is something that I am fully, fully convinced of. The longer I live, I know... Judy and John and others here know. They know beyond knowing that God is good. There's no doubt. People can call him now whatever they want, but it does not change a thing in them or in me. You know, this is what we long for and God will do this. We were just recently in the outback and uh, my beautiful wife, it's quite out of character, to she did a little devotional every day and we were all like, huh? guess we better go with this um, you know for me the beauty of creation and being out there is more than enough right it's already in overflow just being in the outback and the vastness and the incredible detailed beauty of that place it my heart is alive but she chose to read this read this little devotional each morning and she chose she chose a man a men's devotional thing because she was with two men so we, we, we went with that. But she ended up just reading out 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7 one day. And she read it, you know, and here it is. We all know it so well. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy, nor does it boast. It is not proud, and it does not honour others. Dishonour others, sorry. It's not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres or endures, as some translations had it. And then she went on ad-libbing. So she said to myself and Levi in the car, she said, so God is love. That is one of the names that he chooses to call himself I am love. Yeah? And then she read it. She said, so, and she looked at us. She said, so God is incredibly patient with you. Incredibly patient with you. Let that sink, just let that sink in. He's incredibly patient with you. Eh? God is very kind to you. Always kind. That is the posture of his leaning towards you it's out of kindness um god is not jealous 
And God doesn't envy what we others have. I'm going to put God in here instead of love. God does not boast. He's not a boaster. He's not a prideful. Um, He's not proud. Uh, God does not dishonor you. He doesn't humiliate you. He will not humiliate you. God is not self-seeking. This is not all about him. He lives for others. This is the nature of God. To know God, these things ring true. As we get to know him, these things become clearer and clearer. He's not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. Not at all. He's not precocious or prickly. We don't have to walk on eggs around him. And he keeps no record of wrong. He doesn't hang on to all that garbage. He doesn't hang on to that. Yeah? That's what the cross was all about. Doesn't, it's stuff he doesn't want to keep. doesn't want to keep a record of wrongs. We know that any relationship where there is one or more in that relationship that is just looking for the faults and the others, that relationship is doomed. You cannot go the distance if you're looking for fault in the other. God is not looking for fault in us. It's completely different. I often say to people, especially people who are curious about God, one of the first things I say to non-Christians is, he is nothing like what they said he would be. I was raised in a Dutch Reformed church. God is nothing, nothing like what they said he was. He is nothing like that. Yeah? God does not delight in evil. He, doesn't, he rejoices. Can you see him? He rejoices in truth. God rejoices when the truth is in there, when the truth triumphs, when the truth comes out. God always protects, which I would say his arms are always around us. We are on a fallen planet. Powers of darkness are here with us. It's an imperfect world. He doesn't protect us from every evil. Not at all. Just like we cannot protect our children from every evil. We cannot, and if we try to do that, we ruin it. But he always protects, he always trusts, he always believes in us. Even if those around us don't. He is full of hope. He always hopes and he always endures. This is our God. You know, please believe me when I say that God is good. People go, but look at all the terrible things that are happening in the world. That is part of being our fallen planet. You know, we're not the only beings here. And if we look at that, we quickly sink into the waves of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this twice because for me this is where the gold of it is. Uh, something that I've seen, the degree to which we understand or misunderstand our hard times correlates directly with how kind or unkind you think God really is. How kind or unkind you believe God to be will determine how you interpret your hard times. You see people who are just dancing full of silly, gushy love for Jesus. Just if They hit hard times and they, they get through it in a completely different way. 
because they believe that God is good. They still somehow believe that God is good. And yet when people do not believe God is good, you can lose them in those holes for years, decades. Boom. Gone. Yeah? Um, so how much we understand, I'm going to say it again, the degree to which we understand or misunderstand our hard times is, is directly correlated to how kind or unkind we believe God really is. Yeah? Just go to the next slide, Hillary. Um, I just want to kind of sort of finish, sort of finish with this. This is, this is, this is the f- Malcolm Fraser, our 22nd Prime Minister. Yeah? The very first part of this quote, life isn't meant to be easy, was known as uh, it's his most famous quote. It's actually, uh, this full quote is from a George Bernard Shaw play. Um, the name which I cannot remember. A lot of people didn't record or didn't, the media didn't record him saying the whole quote. He often didn't say the whole quote. He loved that first line, even though the Australian psyche, the Australian community and the Australian media took it to be a gloomy explanation of life's difficulties. For him, it was not at all. It was, in fact, the very opposite. For him, it was situational awareness and it inspired him from his own mouth, to take on tough things, to go into the difficult places. And he did go some massively difficult places. And that's why it was, it, it was very interesting what the media did to it and what we all did to it at, at the time. Just as life's not meant to be easy. And we're like, thanks for the encouragement, buddy. You know, let's all, what's that? You suck it up, that's right, and swallow it and be bitter and become harsh and dry like this land, you know, dry as an old chip, an inspiration to no one. I just want to break this down, um, this, this quote, because this is the full quote, life isn't meant to be easy, but take courage, child. Take courage, child, for it can be delightful, yeah? And this is what I see in my 55 years on the planet. I believe this fully. Every single word of here. And I just want to, just want to break it down a little bit. The, the first bit. Hillary, next slide. Life is meant to be easy. And, uh, and this, there is, you know, it's uh, really, you, you could take the word easy and replace it with ease. Life is not about seeking leisure. Life is not about seeking ease. It's one of the, one of the one of, and I didn't know it at the time, but it was one of the things that God had for me when He moved me out of graphic design, which was always in a polite, clean, air-conditioned, climate-controlled room, everything virtual, nothing real, nothing dirty, except some of the tactics of my clients, you know, in getting uh, more than they should from the quote, right? But most it was very polite. Very beautiful. I was surrounded by lovely things all the time. Yeah. He called me out into truck driving, mainly because of the lure of the open road. I love the horizon. Whenever I look at a horizon, I just want to keep going. Clouds resting on that horizon just call my heart. Every time I want to go over there 
and see what is there. And then more, and then more, and then more, and then more. And I think it's part of the heart of God in us, actually, because he has no limits. It's almost like a part of God. We're made in his image, just screaming out, there is no limits. I can keep going and going and going and going, and there is no end to where I can go. That's something of God in us. It is. But one of the surprises that he had for me in there was that that job is really tough.